Oh, do you think Pete enjoys the pre-show more than the show? Sure. I think we're more interesting. I mean, we get so phony when there's an audience, you know? We just, it just we turn on something. It's not real. We should have our pre-show sex now, man. <laughs> oh, wait. Don't, can is, hear this? Are you recording? Okay. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, do I start? Hey, hi, everybody. Welcome to the Man Cave. It's the only podcast hosted by two best friends with nothing in common except their names. I'm Mandy Fabian. And I'm Mandy Kaplan. And each week we test the limits of our friendship by arguing over movies, books, and the latest trends. And of course, Mandy's wicked dumb ideas. Grab a couch. Let's get to it. Is this a permanent thing now? That's my Boston. I love it. I love it too. I just, I feel, it makes me feel superior. I'm not going to lie. Like, I feel like, oh yeah, I'm helping this poor townie make her dreams come true in Hollywood. Yeah, That's how are. I feel when you ever... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I'm so glamorous. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hi, how was your week? My week is good. I don't know if the Fandies can hear it. I have a little cold, but only because yep. Joe Biden had a cold and... I just want to show you the guys world. are practically the same person. Yeah. But I thought, of course, I'm like, it's COVID, it's COVID, it's COVID. So I had, I ran and got a rapid test. It's not COVID, everybody. So you can listen safely. Everybody in Florida is like, see, we told you it's not real. Mm-hmm. But all our Florida <laughs> listeners. <laughs> well, you know, there's, there's probably a couple of them. I Hi, draw Myrna. that kind of crowd. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Myrna. <laughs> exactly. Right. Well, before we dive in <sighs> to our actual assignment, I yeah. posted, uh, on our Discord channel, just something fun because our last episode was all about kids and yeah. parenting and toddlers. And, and how I shared, you're trapped and it ruins your life. Yeah, go on. Yeah. And how I shared the uh, what I think is an adorable story about Casey saying, I want whiskey. And so a couple of people jumped in on Discord to share their quotes. <laughs> now, uh, Pete said, Jerry Seinfeld, who's that? Maybe that's not funny, but it makes me feel old. So that just sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> it may be very old. That right? sounds like what that is. Yeah. But uh, Carrie Jill wrote in, Mama, when I grow up, I'll let you live in my basement so I can always have a free babysitter. Isn't that nice? <laughs> oh. Sydney's actually I... 32 when she said that. But um, <laughs> yeah. So, but I thought. So you say it's a comment on Discord. I say it's a cry for help. Have you actually seen or heard from Carrie Jill lately? Like, we should look into this. I, you're right. I have not. The gimp, <laughs> the gimp is sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm re- reading this book, uh, Pretty Things. Have you heard of it or? Yeah. What? Yeah. I probably Did you read it a while it. ago? Yeah. Um, it, I don't think it's the best novel ever, but it's like about con artists. It's about these two grifters who go to, run, you know, and then they find out that not only, like, they go to run a grift on somebody and then they find out, oh, they're scamming each other. And then, oh, God, there's a third con. And so nobody's telling the truth about anything. Yeah. So I, it sounds I'm, so I'm much being... like our podcast. Go on. <laughs> I'm just saying I, I'm dead serious when I say you really should make sure that Carrie Jill is not in a basement somewhere. I mean, it could happen. Yeah. You just never know. No and one then can she be did trusted. ask for money to be sent directly. Which, okay. Yeah. Oh, I got my my poor uh my poor in-laws got like scammed or whatever. Oh, uh no. hacked. It's not I don't think it's a big deal. I think they probably, you know, actually have like six contacts in their email list. Mm-hmm. We had to beg them to ever even get FaceTime or an iPad. Like anything. Yeah. They have a phone. 
And we are the only, we are one of six people that they use that phone with. So I think sure. it's fine. But it was like, it was, first of all, it was from my uh, father-in-law who does not ever use email, ever. He has never written an email. I don't think he's touched a computer <laughs> right. in his life since the 60s. Um, but he uh, he wrote, hello there. Do you have an Amazon account? Love, Thomas. <laughs> yep. That says it all, doesn't it? Uh, of course, I answered. Um, but it, I was about three quarters of the way through his wish list before I realized what was happening. He, oh, he just wanted to put his wish list online? Oh, <laughs> I was like, that's I'm pretty joking. advanced. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> that's great. I am going to Florida this week, though. I know. Yeah, I leave on Friday. It's my, it is Myrna's 80th birthday, and I'm going to throw her a party. Now, it's like the 10th birthday is the golden birthday, right? They say because you're 10 and, and, and whatever, mm -hmm. and, the, and, yeah. and double digits. And then 80 is at the Omicron birthday. <laughs> <laughs> not, well, I think that it's not official. The ceremony's next month, but yes, it will be. Okay. Yeah. I mean, what better gift to receive right. than COVID from those you love? No, I think I'm going to be fine, honestly. I mean, really, the, I, I got my booster. I, I feel, I don't think I'm ever going to get COVID. I, if I didn't get it when my daughter was blowing up my nose and she had it, I'm not going to get it. I'm good. <laughs> we need to talk about that practice, but okay. <laughs> I'll I'm going to die in a romantic, cool way. Definitely not from COVID. So yeah. you're definitely the Barbara Hershey to my Bette Midler. Barbara Hershey was the cool one, right? Yeah. She's <laughs> the dead one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it'll be romantic for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, do you want to do you want to jump into our assignment this week? I sure do. Yeah. So I made you watch Get Back. <laughs> and much to the world's surprise, I yeah. loved it. I thought the Jordan Peele's script was unbelievable. It was creepy. Yep. It was mm -hmm. intense without being, it was, yeah. there were racial I, I, undertones. I just yeah, love this I see movie. Where you're, I see where you're going. I see where you're going with that. But uh, I'm, I'm actually talking about the Beatles documentary uh, Peter Jackson directed on Disney Plus. Yeah, the, the one where it's, you just get to see John Paul George. Oh, the one where I fucking hate you. <laughs> now, that I know this already because you cheated and you sent me a video of you watching it. And at the end of the video, you gave me a pretty nasty hand gesture, I by did. the way. I did. <laughs> so I, I knew you would hate it. But once again, like all the things I suggest that I know you'll hate, I never know how much you'll hate them until I'm actually watching it. And I, I can't believe how much, how much you hated this. First of all, I didn't know it was like two and a half hours. I really didn't. I thought it was like an hour of each. people tuning their guitars. Yeah. Well, yeah. Here's the thing, though. We did it wrong. I should have told you to watch that. I really am going to take my top off. I'm so hot. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I'm going to cover my 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 part nope. so you don't get nope. distracted. No. Nope. Yep. No, this is all staying on, but like this is this is going to happen. So anyway, um <laughs> I hope this isn't distracting for you. No, I love it. <laughs> She's got her sweatshirt. Oh, and no bra. I just saw half yep. a boob. Oh. I'm yeah. sorry. Sorry. I can't. And she's it's, got it hanging around her neck like a weird dicky halter top. This is Maybe fantastic. we should talk about the fact that I'm half naked as opposed to the Beatles documentary because you didn't seem to enjoy it. it uh, we should have watched maybe the third one. From what I hear, when I read a little further, the third one is the big money one um, where they actually do a live show and it's more fun. This one was a little bit, but go on. Go ahead. Anyone who knows me knows I hate a jam band. And this movie 
this two and a half hours of my life was like the fish of documentaries. They just <laughs> tinkered. They would start something and then stop it and light a cigarette and have a weird mimosa. They <laughs> never like finished a thought or a conversation or a song. Am I inaccurate about these statements? Uh, well, you are Answer not the enough. question. You, Am I inaccurate? They ne- I don't think they ever really played a song from top to bottom for the whole thing. Yes, or that's finished true. a conversation or made a well, decision. Yeah, that's true. So the that's state true, rests. but this was not a concert. This wasn't, well, now I understand that you're sort of longing for the days of the Rod Stewart documentary. Oh. That was far more fulfilling where you got to hear every song top to bottom. At least it was but, a third um, of the time. <laughs> that's true. Um, but but the thing is, I, I, I too was a little, I had no idea it would be so piecemeal. And what I realized is in order to enjoy it, you really do need to be a super fan. Now, I am a super fan. So of course, for me, it was like, I mean, who are you? Who is your, who are you the biggest fan of? Like, who would you just die to watch them eat breakfast? Do you have somebody like that? Uh, I mean, there are a lot of, you mean musicians? At the moment, yeah, it's got to be Taylor Swift, Dixie Chicks, Dolly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so if you could watch the Dixie Chicks writing their songs, like their songwriting process, no, it wouldn't interest you? No. You just want the polished, finished? No, I want, if I could watch them, like we, in... Taylor Swift's documentary, Miss Americano, which is so much better than this. You see the seed of an idea and then you get to see who she collaborates with and how it becomes a song. And there's a narrative to that. And there's a through line of actual things happening in her life. So this is found footage all thrown together and it's boring as hell. Well, some of it is boring, but not all of it is boring. Like, okay, so... So one, I was sort of a little bit like, oh, gosh, I'm not, I can't quite get hold of this. But then at 32 minutes, 32 minutes, 55 seconds, somewhere around there, there's a conversation about the set. I think they're talking about the set or the, the, they're trying to figure out what to do with it. And then Ringo talks, I think it's Ringo who says how old they are. They actually say like, They say their age, which I think is like 26. Of course, I didn't write down the details of it. Now I can't remember because it was, I watched it a minute ago. I gasped when they said it. Do you remember that moment? Did, was that a moment that it got, it was impressed on you? Were you really? I, you don't remember? Very tough to concentrate. I watched it. Oh my God. But I found it very tough to just, it was all the, you know, the levels were really low. So you were just hearing like little muttered pieces of conversation and noodling on guitars. I couldn't follow any of it. I didn't want to follow any of it. Well, these guys are like 26 years old, Mm -hmm. 24, 26, something like that. Mm -hmm. And I could be wrong. And I'm sure Fandies can tell me if I'm completely off in that. Patrick will, I know, because he knows every detail of every month the de- the Beatles developed every song and, so and he did it. And yeah. Um, so Jeremy then can tell me. But I I gasped at that because you they're they're so iconic in my life. I forget that they were ever young like that. But that also locked in this documentary for me is I'm basically watching a lot of young really young musicians who've done incredible things just kind of fart around and they don't even really know how famous they are yet. I mean, they 
they do. But the fact that this goes on and on for here we are in 2021 and this stuff gets released and there are enough super fans around the globe still, this is what's 50 years after mm-hmm. almost, mm-hmm. right? 40, yeah, 50 years. And people are still interested in this. And, you know, this is like, there are holes in the Beatles story for a lot of, there's a big thing about that Yoko is the one that broke up the band, but here you're watching them interact and you start to see the pieces of where they were. Like it takes off a little bit of the, they look more human, right? I think you're projecting because you know, you know so much more than I do. So you're projecting this fascinating stuff onto it that isn't in the actual film. Yoko is sitting there snacking and needle pointing. Oh, yeah. Well, did you know that Yoko broke up the band, though? I've heard that. And then okay, Claire told that's me that's as much that, as I know. Oh, OK. So what did you see besides snacking and needle pointing? Well, not from Yoko necessarily. What I saw was that she was there all the time. I think what it is is, and for me, because I really haven't watched a lot of, I haven't watched a lot of the Beatles movies. I, de- I haven't watched a lot of interviews. This is really the first time I've ever watched a documentary on them. Oh, okay. I've seen Paul McCartney in concert a couple times. I've listened to all their albums, but I haven't dove extensively into this. So just watching Yoko there as, cl- you know, mm-hmm. watching John Lennon, I mean, I've only ever seen bits of him because mm-hmm. I, again... I have, it was like, uh, I, but I've listened to this band. This band is iconic, right? Like I can remember the, the song that I fell in love with my, you know, that I associate with my way too old for me manager at the Arboretum that I had a huge crush on. And the song that I learned when I, you know, when I Mm -hmm. met my first boyfriend, you know, like Mm -hmm. there's, they're so iconic and their fame, I think really interests me. So to watch these gods, as 26-year-old farting around, unable to, like, they can barely focus. I wonder if they're crazy stoned. It's, you're watching this, like, this magic thing that has come out that has been legendary is kind of a broken, weird little Volkswagen bus that it feels like there's no leader, right? But they say as much. Their their manager dies. No one knows anything. Yeah, Yeah. the manager dies right before this. And the premise is, like, they have two weeks to put on this big concert and they're like the band themselves paul in particular is like where are we doing the concert wait are we doing it here wait when is it wait what are we doing and as a type a tracy flick nerd that makes me so uncomfortable i'm like no one knows (laughs) oh my god for my money, what I think is that they could have cut a lot of that stuff out. They only they only didn't because you're getting to watch John Lennon. You know, you're getting to watch this thing that I, I've never seen before. Maybe maybe it's in something else, but this is very kind of candid. And that's kind of a, a kooky little... Come on, if somebody butt dials you, don't you ever listen even though there's they're not saying anything and you know they're not going to... No, because I'm so afraid they're going to say something bad about me. I'm so <laughs> afraid I'm going to hear, oh my God. She's so annoying. I don't think that happens in your life. I, I wouldn't know because I, I hang up on butt dials. I protect <laughs> my heart. Oh, see, I listen because yeah. I'm I. Oh, I think it's I think it's voyeuristic and so fascinating. You've heard me sing a lot of songs to my cats yeah. is what you're saying. That's what I do <laughs> when no one's around. You don't butt dial me a lot. You've got control over that. Yeah. <laughs> my, um, butt, my butt is. Yeah. High and tight. Your butt stays. Yeah. 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 Um. <laughs> But I like the the leaning, the sort of secret, like, 
I know this there was they thought they were doing a documentary, but it felt very like unplanned and like they didn't they had there was no plan. And so you just go, wow, like how is this gonna come together? How is this band, the Beatles that have done all these albums and they don't have their shit together? They don't know, they have no system. Like the wheels are coming off the bus is is what I think this is. And it's a little annoying to watch. It's annoying, not dramatic. Like saying the wheels are coming off the bus makes it sound exciting. Like there's a ticking clock. and But that's not the feel of this first two and a half hours. It, the feel is very yeah. slow and dull. And Well, it doesn't kick up until the end of the first episode. Oh. Because, the, well, because at the end, uh, George leaves. George leaves the right. band. Right. So that's the part that you go, oh, shit, I didn't know George. It's at two hours and... And uh, 22 minutes, which I know is long. (laughs) Okay. All right. So I know you hated it. I'm going to just, with the audience, I'm just going to like, with the fandies, I just want to share a couple of things. I can too now. Can I tell you the one part I thought was very cool and made me sentimental? So it's a short clip, Pete, at 26.15 to 26.52. And it's got to be short because... Every story they told was like cut off and not explored. But this is where, well, play it, Pete. Because I really never thought of that. It's just we all used to sag off every school day and go back to my house and the two of us would just sit there and write. And there's a lot from them, you know, about a hundred songs from them that we never reckoned because they were all very unsophisticated songs. They said our love was just fun The day that our friendship begun They said our love was just fun The day that our friendship So I found it very touching that Paul is like, we started writing this song, Just Fun, after school. And it was one of their earlier songs. He's like, it's crap. We were just like noodling around and we started writing this and they have a little footage of them and like after school we all did or those of us who consider ourselves musical voted most musical in high school um oh yeah i was i was you're so shocked by that um (laughs) you have a lovely voice you have a lovely one in my class okay (laughs) (laughs) the rest were farmers right and you lived in pretty rural no i was just the only person so i got voted everything (laughs) I I did the yearbook, um, but uh, you were head cheerleader. Yeah, everything. Um, mm-hmm. But that that made me sentimental to think, wow, they've been at this since they were in high school, and now they're sitting here. Like, should we resurrect some old material? And I just thought that was cool. That was yeah. one part. I well, liked. that's twenty six seconds of <laughs> touching. Oh, and that was the bit. Sorry, that was the bit that. Um, I think that's what they're they're talking about, how whatever they do has to be amazing mm-hmm. and how old they are. And it, like that's what struck me. Just this, if you want to circle in what is interesting about the Beatles, like any person who gets uber famous at a young age, is it's so much responsibility and it's, your world explodes. And how do you handle that much pressure to be to be the fucking Beatles, you know? Right. Um, but there's another there's another bit that for me as a super fan. At, it's at two hours and four minutes when Paul introduces Let It Be. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's blowing my mind because I'm going, oh my God, nobody knows this song yet. He is introducing it to the band in that moment. Mm-hmm. So it's at, it's at uh, two, four, two hours and four minutes. Maybe Pete wants to play a little clip of that. 
So we'll go through it once and just roughly get it in our heads. Do you want the bass in? Do you want the bass in for the riff? Don't know. Okay. Well, I'll just play it by ear then. So then it goes. When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. And in my hour of darkness, she is standing right in front of me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. It kills me that there's this popular song that he still doesn't know the lyrics to. And I'm a songwriter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that that's and I've been writing songs again lately. And like it's and I when I wrote songs, it was that mysterious part of the process where you're like, huh, you just kind of hum vowels until you find something that that was fascinating to me too, sure. watching them. And then also like it made me dive into their their discography. Is that what you call the albums? To see what songs went where. And I was like, oh, that song. And, you know, it right. kind of made me more of a fan, not not right. less. But, no, you know. And I, I get that. I'm not a huge fan of their music in general. I mean, there are songs oh. I love, but it's not, I'm not like a everything they do is gold person. I don't deny yeah. their talent. And I, obviously they changed the world of music forever, but I'm not a super fan whatsoever. Well, I get it. I get it. But then, like, so when when it was it was there was after this, there's this beautiful montage where Paul and John are singing two of us, right? And they're dancing mm-hmm. and like singing mm-hmm. together, and you can see they're having a really good time. And you see George's face kind of growing darker and darker because Paul has been trying to lead the band, and everybody's getting pissed at him mm-hmm. because there's nobody else to be the father. Now Paul's the only one who has sort of a modicum of structure and responsibility, right? Like he's he has to lead the band because mm-hmm. nobody else will. It's. I mean, they were like jumping around like like children, but they were children, right? That's what I thought was interesting. But anyway, after that that sweet little like their lovers montage of them singing two of us, then George says, "I'm I'm I'm leaving the band," and they go, "Oh, when?" And he goes, "Now," and he walks off the stage, and mm. they can't get him to come back. Mm-hmm. That was really emotional. Spoiler: He comes back. Well, we know that now. Yeah. But I mean, can you imagine? Like, what if I said, oh, podcast done, I'm out. Like, that would be very quiet for a minute. <laughs> but I, I'm so distracted by your boob that I wouldn't. Oh, no. Yeah. Do you need me to go put on a shirt? No. I'm sorry. No. No, I can't. Fantastic. I'm sorry. That's really inappropriate of me. But I guess maybe it's my gift to you because That's I friendship. know you didn't like the. <laughs> right. So, yeah, this is what we do. Oh, my God. If you don't like the thing I'm assigning you next week, what do I have to do? Oh, yeah. no. I just have to do the whole thing with my... I want your microphone in, in your butt cheeks. That's what we'll do. Ooh. Okay. I, that's terrible. I don't really want that. I don't ever want to see that. 
I'm not it's an a big microphone. I, I, I'm going to pass. <laughs> yeah, that's too much for anybody. Will it offend um, you as a super fan to play Fuck, Mary Kill? On, it, on the Beatles? Yes. Oh, we could, but I have a different game. No, I just mean right now. Fuck, Mary Kill, go. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay, sure. For the three that are left after George leaves or? No. Of the three, who would you fuck? Who would you marry? Who would you kill? But there of are the four, four of them. Of the four, yeah. <laughs> oh. One of them is just going to uh, be sad off to the side. It's fine. Oh, I, oh, interesting. Gee, well, you can't say you're going to kill John Lennon. That's redundant. <laughs> Someone already did that. Um, I could, I have to be honest. I don't think I could kill any of them. Oh, it's easy for me. Really? Yeah, here's how it goes. I would I not w- fuck Ringo. Go ahead. I would fuck Paul, because duh. Yeah. He's the best looking one. Yeah. And that beard works for him in the dock. So I would yeah. fuck Paul. Uh, I would definitely marry Ringo because Linda says something in the documentary about like, he's, he has such a good heart and he seems like a goofball and he like he, he's charming. And I'm like, okay, so yeah. I would marry Ringo for the laughs. Yep. And then I would kill John because John ends up putting Paul in a bad mood and I don't yeah. want to fuck a guy in a bad mood. That is that. Yeah, that right? is a really good. Yes. So mm-hmm. lucky George, he he can leave the band. I don't need him for my scenario. You don't need George. Yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. I don't know if I could marry Ringo. No, um, but I definitely couldn't marry George because of all the Hare Krishnas. Maybe I would kill George just because I feel like he'll go to a higher place. Yeah. And also that and, face. He's a, he's punchable. Like you just want to punch him yeah. sometimes. Right. Yeah. 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 I guess, yeah, I guess I'd fuck, yeah, I guess I would do the same. I'd fuck Paul and Mary Ringo. I, t- those, these would be luxury problems, wouldn't they? Absolutely. But then after, I, we don't have to go on and on about it, I promise. But there were just a few moments that I just, I can't believe none of it resonated with you. It's crazy. It's the Beatles. I get it. Okay, so after <laughs> after George leaves, then they are all jumping around like monkeys and playing guitar and acting like children because they don't know what to do with their emotions. Mm-hmm. But this just proves to me, this whole documentary actually proves to me that like fame is actually something that we all need because oh. it makes you, well, because I was thinking about it. I was like, there's not one person on this planet that would ever allow this in a documentary ever. It's crazy. It hurts your ears. It's nonsense. It's just them farting around. There's really, it's it's almost annoying because it was so crazy and childish and like, get on with it. Now you're just making me watch you goof off and it's mm-hmm. boring, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not boring because they're so famous. Right. And, like, that's why people are like, oh, let me watch Yoko scream into the microphone and watch Paul hang off of a scaffolding. It's amazing. Look how he does that. Right? It proves my theory. Also, I think it's really interesting that I think it was John that said, like, we'll just get Eric Clapton when when uh, George left. Right. Eric Clapton was that close to being a Beatle. Can you imagine? Like, like it would have been even worse. What if, like, you know, when Kristen Wiig left Saturday Night Live, someone was like, oh, we'll just get Mandy Fabian. And then they, you know, and then Kristen Wiig came back. Yeah. Like, I could have been a, a Kristen Wiig for a second. I could listen. To, you could get booked on the show by doing that John Lennon. I could listen to your John Lennon impersonation <laughs> all day long and be happy. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm doing it right. But, you know, we uh, I should have fucked him. Then I could have gotten the voice down better. Oh, you're so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I want you in my arms. Baby. Yeah, uh, see, I like it. Um, I think you're doing great. All right. Well, it's yours. 
I'll do it for the rest of the episode if you want me to. I watched the whole thing. And I'm not going to lie. I watched the first bit of the second episode as well, which I know makes your head explode. Yeah. But it is really emotional. Like, that's the thing. They've got this giant thing. And now George has left the band and now John is refusing to come. John refuses to come the next time. It's only Ringo. He's sitting there. He's the only one who showed up. Which is why I would marry him. Well, of course, he's, he's the reliable. most reliable. And yes. Ringo doesn't even technically need to be there for most of this documentary. He's just like sitting, bouncing his knee. But Oh, but he's so... But in the band, like, I, I, that would be heaven for me to sit in a studio and have like three people who play amazing instruments and be like, I don't know, let's, let's do this riff for a little bit and hum a song and see what we get. That just looks like heaven. Cause Ugh. I'm always like, I don't really play the guitar well enough. I don't, oh, I would love it. It's, Ooh, oh no, it makes me so happy. It's the process. I love it. It's my favorite. But, but I will tell you, there's a good long shot 10 minutes into the second episode where Paul and Ringo are almost, they're fighting, fighting, fighting tears because what they're understanding in that moment is that the Beatles are going to break up Mm -hmm. and they're not ready. Mm -hmm. And they do a couple more albums, but that is like, it's this moment. Yeah. Like Mandy, what, like, imagine if I said, oh, I'm not going to do the man cave anymore. Right. Come on. A little, you could, you could fog up, you could get a little emotional. Well, Mandy Moore, I think, is freeing up because This Is Us is ending. So I'm not too worried. (laughs) She would probably do a better job at picking things for you. You guys seem to have a lot in common. We probably do. You probably do, actually. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, I loved it. Good. But I didn't love it. You know, I didn't think it was a great movie. I thought it could have been cut. But because I was a super fan, I'll give it. But I'd give it like, I'd give it like four. Four man jobs just because of the historical amazement of, oh my God, I just got to like hang out with John Lennon and Paul McCartney. I wish they'd had more continuous, like I wish it had structured more like Miss Americana, that amazing documentary on Taylor Mm -hmm. Swift. But for just getting to peer into the 1969 sessions, it Mm -hmm. was awesome. I mean, it is not my thing on any level. And even if it were about Taylor Swift, I would not want to watch her noodle for all this time. So for all of its meandering and cutoff conversations, I really want to give it 0.5 man jobs. Okay. Okay. Now, had it been Taylor Swift, I would have given it, you know, 1.5 because she's Taylor Swift. (laughs) But I understand I'm Mm -hmm. in the minority. We're going to get some hate. I'm going to get some hate. Yeah, I'm. I yeah. really. You just said a important. shameful. Yeah, I mean, it's in terms to of be the, myself here, right? <laughs> I guess I. It's un-American. I'm not gonna fander. Whoa! Hey, see what I did? Yeah, that was really good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank or you. Or mander, but yeah, those those were both really good. Yeah. I just I just Paul McCartney do. I can't believe it. You said fander, and then I edited, and I said, oh, or mander. And that's what Paul did to George, and that's why he walked off. So I was, don't I'm get about to ideas. throw my headphones at the screen don't, and just no, storm off. Don't. I will take the sweatshirt off. Wow. Um, all right. So that's, that's that. Maybe we should tell people, the lovely people, what has brought us this magical podcast today. Yeah, Man Cave is a production of True Story FM, engineering by Pete Wright, music by Ian Post. And guys, if your podcast allows, please leave us ratings and reviews. Give us as many stars as you can. Write fun things. It really helps get more eyes on this, or eyes and ears, I guess, on our 
uh, ridiculous podcast. Yes, please do. Say, you know, you can say anything to us. We're we're very thick-skinned. Um, and if you really want to go crazy with your comments, come and join us on Discord, you know? Just go to mancave.com slash Discord. It's, there's a community channel that's open to everybody. And then for Mancave members, otherwise known as Fandies, uh, there's actually a super secret members only channel. Oh, Mandy. Oh, yeah. Yes. How do I become a member? Well, oh. <laughs> uh, go to mancave.com slash Fandy and you can become a member monthly or yearly. We need members. That helps us tremendously, guys, and gets you cool shit. Content bonus, access to our members only Discord, and messages from the Mandys on your birthday. And by the way, we'll, we'll we'll do half birthdays too. I just threw in an extra incentive. How about wow. that? Wow. <laughs> We're going to need Mandy more now. Oh, yeah. To keep up with uh, all these And also, messages. by the way, if you really want to like for your birthday, you can ask for some cool Mandy's merch because we have Man Cave swag. <laughs> we've got Man Cave swag hot off the presses. Uh, uh, we've got like, there's the real Mandy's of San Fernando Valley. We've got the Mandy's in white and white, which I really thought was hilarious. Uh, there's there's phone cases and fun t-shirts. They're really soft and it's all available at mancave.com slash merch. So my family is definitely looking forward to Christmas this year. I'll tell you what. Thank you, America. Oh, yeah. And parts of Canada. Um, okay, well, I have a game for you. My deepest fear is it's Beatles trivia and I'm not going to know one answer. Yeah, I wouldn't. I'm not a total asshole. Like, okay. I am way more creative than that. Okay. Besides, there wasn't a Mantelligence website that had Beatles trivia. So I made up a game, Mandy. All I right. think it's a game that you're going to love. Knowing how much you hated this documentary, uh, I I think you're going to love this game. Ready? My yes. game is called If You Were a Beatle. Okay. Da, 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 da. All right. Mandy Kaplan. Yeah. If you were a Beatle. Yeah. Would you be a philanthropist and how? Well, of course. I what am I going to say? No. I would just have a lot of cars. You could. And a no, harem. I would have a harem yeah. at this point. Okay. The whole point of being a beetle is you could say no. Like, nobody's going to fault you for that. No, you see what I mean? Fame Paul's makes everything favorite. better. Paul is such a philanthropist. Oh, is he? I didn't know that about him. For real? I knew he was a vegetarian, but I didn't know he gave... I mean, I feel like every giantly rich person has to be a philanthropist. Right. Like, it's just there's tax benefits right. to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, of course, I would be a philanthropist in yeah. in magical ways. I don't know exactly know how. This is why okay. I never won Miss America. I don't have this answer ready. <laughs> just say you're going to help children. My God, it's the... Nobody hates children. I well, would feed all the children. There you go. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Uh, what kind of, if you were a beetle, what kind of house would you live in? Oh, oh yeah. Come on. I would have a huge, a gym. A dance beautiful studio. house in Napa. Of oh, course. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would have a staff to help with the vineyards. Like I would, I would want yeah. just to be, just, I'll taste it and tell you what to do, but you're yeah. making the wines on my property. Of course, I would yeah. have a dance studio. Of course. Yeah. That's yeah. a given. I, um, I imagine you in a ball gown coming down your staircase with with the waiters with the glasses of red or white just waiting for you every morning as you as you descend 
But here's why I'm charming. Because I would come down with the curtain rod like Carol Burnett every day. Because I, I'm not typical, right? I'm not going to... No, you're, uh, not, you're not basic. You're not a basic new money hack. No. No, but no. I would, and I would have, I, I just like a huge wine cellar and yeah. a cheesemonger on site to carry yes. cheese for me. Um, You'd have a house of cheese, wouldn't you? There I would, would be it might whole... be made of cheese so I could eat the walls. And I would have, um, this is a good one. I would have uh, a, a little spa where I could get facials and massages in the basement. Oh, oh nice. Oh, mm-hmm. the basement. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, you know, or maybe with a view of the vineyards. I take that back. It would be like yeah. a solarium. So, yeah, a right. wing. Like, how about some open air massages, right? Yep. I would have a separate house for all the cats. I would have <laughs> hundreds of cats. And then, wow, come on. And really? then my favorites would get to come like in rotations uh, for sleepovers. No, no, no. Come on. You're a rock star. You're a global phenomenon. You're a I'm rock a crazy star. You're a cat lady, and oh, no amount God. of fame Even- or success is going to change me. Beetle Mandy's a crazy cat lady. All right. Okay. All right. If you were a beetle, who would raise Casey instead of you? What do I care at that point? Yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you were a beetle, what's the title of your most famous song? Hmm. Cats in the Cradle, apparently. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cats everywhere. Cats. Uh, of my most famous song as a beetle. Well, yeah. the only song I ever wrote that you have actually played in concert with me is Creepy Deep Guy. So let's go with that. Oh, I loved Creepy Deep Guy. Yeah. That had global hit potential. It's a good song. Yeah, really good song. Okay. Uh, all right. If you were a Beatle, how many times have you been married and to whom? Once to Jeremy Clavens. Oh, gee, you know what? Just oh, I take that back. Off. I take that back. Many times on and off with yeah. Zac Efron. There we yep. go. Ah. Oh. I mean, you're a beetle for God. No offense to Jeremy. Great guy. He he could run the cheese shop, right? Uh, he doesn't no, eat stinky the... cheese or care for it. So he's out. I like my, I like an old blue. Wow. Yeah. He can still come to brunch. You know, you're definitely your, the brunch, the cha- champagne brunches you have. He's, well, he'll, he'll be bring around. Casey for little visits and stuff. Yeah. Don't That'd worry, nice. Jer. Single dad. You're doing a great job, guy. Yeah. Uh, get that private school money ready for him. Okay. Uh, okay. If you were a beetle. Which friends do you keep? I really believe I would keep all of them. Okay. I believe I am <laughs> a person that can't live without my friends. I'm not saying I wouldn't make fancy new friends. Uh-huh. Because I would. You won't have any time for us. I will. <laughs> I will because I'll have this place in Napa. You'll all come stay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I might be intimidated by you, but I do you will. Me, wait, are you would, starting? Could I be in your band? You want me to end some friendships right now and just start naming names of people I would cut? <laughs> no! I mean, but like, come on. <laughs> just email me a list afterwards, okay? okay. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Uh, if you wish you know people let me, can't hear us. Let me say something. The friends that you would cut probably don't listen to this podcast anyway. So, and you know. I, that is a fact. Definitely. Yes. Um, all right. Uh, would you still do this podcast if you were a Beatle? <laughs> of course. Liar! Oh, no, it's good. I'd be having someone feed me cheese in a silent way while we record. Yeah. Okay, last question. Yeah. You don't have to take this seriously, but like, if you were a Beatle, what is the accomplishment that you are most proud of besides your beautiful house and your Cheese for Orphans charity that you started? Making Broadway show tunes and country music the the highest selling (laughs) 
worldwide genres of music because that's what I would do. I would do country and Broadway. I love it. You know, my big dream is to do a Dixie Chicks Broadway musical. It's my big dream. I'm on board as long as I'm Natalie. Okay, sure. You could be Natalie. No, no, no. We should have auditions. I mean, we um, have to... Well, I don't think there's a I, need. Well, I I mean, I'm my range is lower, but I have a pretty strong belt and okay. I'm taking voice lessons. So, you know. Um, no, you could be Natalie. It's all right. Thank you. Because uh, I'm going to write a contract like where you get no money and I get all of it. That's... No. I don't do it for the money. Oh, that is something that happened in the Beatles documentary. By the way, not to go back to something you hate, but do you do you remember <laughs> that awkward moment where the producer was talking about the publishing and Paul was like really upset about it? Do you remember mm-hmm. that at all? Oh no. god. It was really uncomfortable. He kept oh. trying to talk to him and Paul's like, "F you, dude." I you, you didn't get the details of it, but I was like, "Ooh." See, somebody doesn't you don't like get the details. So it's I, don't know. I know you have to go to the internet then and go like, what was Paul and Happy with the public? Who bought the publishing for the Beatles stuff? I watch things on TV so I don't have to read. I'm not going to the internet. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Okay. Well, you know, you did well. I think you'd make an amazing Beatle. And there's still time. Thank you. Yeah. 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 I am and, uh, young yet. Yeah. So so what's uh, what's the damage? Well, here's the thing. As everybody knows, I'm a nicer person than you are. And I'm going to yeah, give you, you a are. gift for the holidays. I think also I'm I'm less picky. I, it's hard to find things I won't like. Uh, That's not true. What's it, the cowboy one with the Idris Elba and the... Ooh. Oh, God, I hated that. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to have you watch Army of the Dead again. No! no. Oh, God! No! Okay. I keep saying okay. Uh... This is a a holiday gift for you. It is a lovely movie. It's entertaining. It's fun. I don't think it's kid appropriate. It is Love, Simon. You said you had never seen it. (gasps) Yes! Oh, yay! I am... It's a Shondas that you haven't seen it. You will thank me for it. I believe your one true love, Josh Dumel, is in it as the father. (gasps) Oh, Josh! uh, So you're welcome. You're going to love it. Oh, Great. Thank you. I can't wait. We'll have nothing to argue over. But I'm a nice person, so we can argue over that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. We'll find something. We always do. (laughs) Until then. All right. See you next week. Love ya. Love you too. 